0: Welcome to the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I am joined with my host, the wonderful, the impeccable, the amazing, and the exhausted, Mr. Kevin Bobbins. Kevin, we are both exhausted tonight, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I should start with this. Where the heck have we been? We have been extremely busy um, in the last month and a half we have been doing cons we have been doing expos we have been doing events we have been doing dungeons and dragons uh things we have been doing charities we have been working <laughs> is it is, is there anything we haven't been doing
1: playing dungeons and dragons more
0: What? <laughs> i heard your wife in the back
1: <laughs> she thinks we play enough
0: Um, so this is going to be an episode and we may do, we're going to do some episodes here and there, but it's going to be a lot more spaced out. And I'm sure you guys are asking yourself why Steve, why it's been a a month and a half since your last episode. Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah. What the heck? Right. Um, but it's, we have many things going on that we're going to be working on. We have some side projects that we are. Not ready to announce yet that I have been planning uh, that we are going to be progressing on, um, as well as part of what we do is we review movies and games and stuff and anything with nerd culture, pop culture kind of area. Well, we have a lot of friends that are writers and actors and performers over in the woods of Holly uh, over in L.A. Uh, some of them I've had on the show, uh, like uh, Conrad Robel, and uh, we we have a lovely gentleman coming on later on. Uh, they are currently on strike, uh, the the SAG and the Writers Guild, uh, and so that kind of in inhi- what's the word I'm looking for? inhibits I would have thought we'd be affected by that? Yeah, like that kind of inhibits us on doing some of the things, and we want to make sure we show our support to. Her our good friends out in LA and anywhere that are writing and doing all this stuff. And that are our members are part of this stuff. Uh, so it, it kind of limits what we can and cannot do, uh, just because of, you know, there's the, to help support them out. However, we are going to be having a gentleman on, uh, to come talk about that. Um, uh, but like I said, we have other projects that we're working on. Uh, Kevin is going to be a part of, we're doing, uh, we're going to be doing some one shots and everything's with some friends, uh, I guess we could t- kind of talk about this since we're, you know, I'm saying, hey, here's all the things we can't do. Uh, we are going to be uh, doing alien RPG. We we tested it out. We're doing a campaign. And then we want to do some recorded material. I'm excited uh, for that, by the way. i I super stoked. What do you think of the flyer? The brochure? The, I, I thought the uh, the
1: Aridus was the ship. I didn't know it was the planet. It is the planet. So it really helped clarify that much at least. But no, I well, looked, uh, it looked legit. It looked like a like a company that made a thing for people to look at. And it was just you, you <laughs> for us, like four uh, people. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Steve,
0: <laughs> for the immersion. Right? I try. I try. I, I got to keep up with Sam, man. Like, he sets the bar you, so high. You hot. can't. You can't. You can't. I can't. I, I can try. But, you know, he motivates me. Um yeah, so things we have been up to, we we did a lot of stuff with Molly. We did the '90s con, uh, which was an, or sorry, it was '80s con because they did '80s this year.
1: Shoot, and that library is amazing. By the way, if you're in the Southington area, go to the Southington Public Library, and just get a book or a movie or one of the thousand other things they have there. Just go say hi to Molly. Go say hi but to <laughs> Molly.
0: She's just like the best. Um, we uh have been doing lots and lots of D and B. Uh, planning lots of events you've been taking over and doing stuff uh you're going to be you've been taking over one shots. let me ask you that actually since we're on the subject of what the heck have we been up to the last couple months uh how does it feel to take on the mantle to take over the torch of being the dungeon master versus the player
1: it's a heavy burden really that, right. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that comes to mind because, and you're a player. All right, I'm a barbarian. I'm gonna rage. I'm gonna hit things. That's all I have to worry about. Yeah. If you're a dungeon master, you have to worry about the barbarian raging. You have yeah. to worry about the cleric healing. You have to worry about the alligators in the sewer. Sure. You have to worry about everything, and you have to be them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. You do. You do. It's... So
1: so much.
0: Now. It, when i first started really doing dming uh it's it, i don't want to say dnd loses the magic of what it is but it, it's a different perspective is the magic and the love and what dnd is is that still there for you or is is it losing its lackluster because you've gotten to see behind the screen
1: no i still love it i love yeah. it i say i enjoy it more as a player still Okay. But I appreciate it more now, having DM'd a few times. <laughs> you have because, a lot more respect because when I play for you, I can see in your face, or when you roll something, that's a decision he just made, and I can I can feel that you know something happened. Whether I know that you rolled a nat twenty by the look on your face, and <laughs> someone's gonna die, or what, but yeah, it's it's really expanded the game for me
0: having dm'd that's cool i like that and because this is you've been playing since what 21 sure 21 20 years now Uh, it was in october or uh, september october time frame that we started yeah and it was oh my god we just looked at the video or something not too long ago um I have no concept but, of time, so you can say any year. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Nineteen seventy-six. Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> um I was kind of actually hoping we get our our buddy Thomas on too, because he's been actively involved. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all the stuff you've been seeing on Facebook uh has been our, our good friend Thomas. He is the hype man, he is the guy that's been doing most of the painting. Um that he's was our something social butterfly. Too. Yeah, he is our in, which is so funny because he's like the background guy. He's not the the social social guy, but like online, he is the social butterfly. Uh, he is this big, scary looking dude, but he is the biggest, softest sweetheart in the entire world. He's an world. actual prison guard. Yes. Uh, and he's just like the, sw- he's the kindest guy. He's got a big heart and he has nothing but good. He's just nothing but pure goodness. Um so I was hoping to get him on. So you kind of talk about all the stuff he's been up to, too. Uh, we are expanding the podcast into other ventures besides podcasting. We've created a uh, subsidiary business for your craft, your wood crafting and Thomas's stuff, as well as my painting, uh, which was originally Blue Demon, but collaborated together because we love Fable uh, and decided to call it Craft. Uh, which is like i said it's one another we've been I very very busy hmm?
1: we actually had a uh, a poll for that name we did. we did that's how that's how invested we are we asked other people what they think of it and we let them choose the name
0: <laughs> and we had our a, a, a player and a, a lady that was actually on the show when we did the 90s con we interviewed her before she, we even knew her uh vanya and sean uh we the, the, we interviewed them saying hey what did they think of 90s con
1: oh like just hey, the random people yeah they the were thing? one of the random people we interviewed oh, wow. and
0: we became friends with them <laughs> long after like it was at the halloween one shot i did and she i like, was telling them, i was like yeah i got this podcast and i'm like dude we know you interviewed us and i was like shut up didn't I? And i'm like i felt like a dork and they were like oh no we love you uh but she designed the logo like, this has progressed. We have become great friends. He's a wonderful person. Sean is a DM as well. And he's a great guy. Um, and
1: we're vampires together.
0: And we are vampires together. Yeah. It's it's very cool how intermingled, like, New England nerd culture really is. <laughs> um, so we've gotten to do a lot of them. We've been working on that. We're working on the one-shots or the, for the, the podcast. We're kind of doing a variety of flavors. Of different stuff. Um, Yes, We've been doing Kinsman's. We've been doing Fable. Uh, We have been. Very heavily involved. In other stuff. um, Which is. Why we have taken such a break. And like I said. I apologize ladies and gentlemen. It, It was on me. It was an executive decision on me. Because this isn't our full time job. As podcasters. We have actual adult jobs. So it, it was finding that point that was like, you know what? Hey, let's take a pause here and figure out what we want to do with our lives. And how do we keep this going successfully? And so what in, we're going in to defense, do. Yes.
1: We have been trying to do this for like two yes. weeks. Yes, yes, yes. We've we been have trying.
0: We, we, we actively have. And, then, and that's the other thing. Because we have kids. That's uh, uh, the name DNA. Uh, <laughs> our kids get sick a lot. Especially mine.
1: Um, mine is sick right now, and we're leaving tomorrow for vacation. Where are you going? We're going to Michigan. A like camp. the we're state. Going, yeah, we're going. Are there other Michigans?
0: Well, I mean, like Michigan. I don't know, like the town of Michigan or something like that. No, like you're going, going to Michigan. like. Wait, are you going? Where are you going to Michigan? Ah,
1: uh, Kimball, Michigan, to a KOA campground. There's like thousands of them. Yeah, but it's no, on but the. I... It's How, west. It's far. It's like twelve hours with no traffic.
0: Um. Ish. So you're actually going to go. So you're going through Pennsylvania, through Ohio, uh-huh. up through Indiana, all of it, yeah. And then up into Illinois, and mm-hmm. up into Michigan, if
1: that's the way, yeah. West, yeah. Dude, you,
0: you will actually go by my hometown. You will I think, go by Valparaiso. I do that last time I went to Indiana. Where was I? I it? It was
1: in Indiana. You Illinois have... is very boring. The whole everything was very.
0: Uh, <laughs> we have listeners that are in like, Indiana and Ohio. Listen, uh,
1: if you're there, great. We're in Connecticut. We can't afford anything, <laughs> so you got that going for you. You can buy yeah, stuff
0: at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, Indiana's pretty boring. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Who is it? There was a comedian. Oh my gosh, uh, what's his name? Um, he uh. Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy. Bobcat Goldthwait. No, 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 no. He, he, uh, Oh my God. It's going to drive me crazy now, but like he made this whole joke about like how every state's motto, like Virginia is for lovers. Uh, some States approve me state. I don't know. What is Connecticut's slogan? The nutmeg state. Is it? Okay. Well, like he made a joke about Indiana is the state where you like, you know, (laughs) we're from Indiana. Uh, we're leaving here because <laughs> this is <just> nothing there. <laughs> like you have the Indy 500 and you have corn. But actually, my hometown of Valparaiso is the home of Orville Redenbacher popcorn. I that's don't nice. know if that's a flex, but it <laughs> it's, it's a thing. There's
1: there's a community out there that's like, oh, that's amazing. I, yeah. It's well, a small community, like eight people eating popcorn out of a bowl right now.
2: <laughs> but
0: and the worst part is. Like it's it's all butter popcorn, you know. It's all that kind of corn, and I'm a kettle popcorn. There's a popcorn festival that they have there, um, but it, it, it's, it's it's it's. I'm trying to make this sound cool, but it's not. It's,
1: no, we're driving through.
0: Yeah, you're driving somewhere through. else. Yeah, just go, just quickly go through. We're not
1: stopping the um, popcorn, Steve. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we're going glamping. We're not going camping. We're getting. The oh, you're cabin going glamping with the bathroom. We're <laughs> bringing a two year old and a four year old. We're going glamping. I,
0: I, I'm not hating on you. I'm not going to hate on you for that. Like Kudos to you, sir. Um, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. I, that sucks your Thank kid's you. sick. Uh, uh-huh. Mine are recovered. My wife. Okay. <laughs> right now, too. <laughs> like, I just got done with the twins. And the oldest had, like, serious infection on his arm. And the wife came home two days ago. And she, she, you know, she does, she deals with kids with special needs. And, you know, sometimes accidents happen and she got a really bad scratch and it got infected. And like, <laughs> we spent more money in urgent care and stuff like that. And it's just like, the I'm last good. time
1: we went on vacation, we went to yeah. Wolf Lodge in Massachusetts and my kid had RSV. It went from vacation to the hospital for three days. And now he's sick again. Oh,
0: kids. I, this I, is I,
1: why we have ambitions that are nerdy. Yeah, and yes. realize <laughs> dreams that are nerdy.
0: My wife asked me, she goes, would you ever do it again? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I love my kids. Don't get it twisted. I love my kids. But. but... I'm just saying. I, I, of all my sick days, I think I got five of them. And that's when I had COVID. <laughs> the rest of my kids um so enough catching up here let's go ahead let's get into this interview and uh we'll close up afterwards okay ladies and gentlemen so we are here for the interview now it is this may be a little bit different from the intro and outro we did uh for the previous episode uh however we had to fix some stuff uh Corbin Kime has has graced us and accepted our plea and begs to come back on the show to re-record this little interview. Originally, when we did this, it was uh my god, when was this supposed to come like two weeks ago? It was supposed to come out. And it didn't, or it, we there was issues. <laughs> and so we had to reschedule this. And so now this episode is quite literally going to come out the day before your book, book comes out so corbin <laughs> welcome back to the show hey I think steve the first thank time. you so much i think it's the first time i've ever had somebody their first episode but it's the return episode i know uh, uh it's crazy so this is a first this, um and, and when we made the joke beforehand when we were talking like everything in anything that could have possibly have happened oh, yeah has happened oh yeah murphy's interview. law Murphy's like, Law
2: has made himself comfortable around us. This is
0: absolutely insane. It's been like, kids have been sick. We've been sick.
2: You had like pneumonia at one I time? I did. I had a broken rib and pneumonia simultaneously. You, wait, I
0: didn't know you had a broken rib. Oh yeah. How hard did you cough?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, no, I broke my rib playing volleyball and I did nothing about it because I'm really cool like that and continue to play volleyball and go bowling and do all the stuff that I normally would do. Uh, You know, house chores, split in wood, the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. And then uh, my one-year-old nephew uh, brought home some creep and crud and we went up to go hang out with my sister-in-law and the little dude and everybody got sick and everybody got better except for me because I had a broken rib so I couldn't heal it properly. I couldn't cough everything up. And so that promptly turned into pneumonia and... Uh, my wife was like, Hey, you should really, you know, do something about this. And at this, that time we didn't know that my rib was broken. I just was like, Oh, I, you know, I hurt something, whatever. So I went down to go get a pneumonia diagnosis. So they took a chest x-ray and I called her up and I was like, so, you know how my ribs been hurting me? Yeah, that's broken.
1: <laughs> it's oh been broken for like God. three
2: months. <laughs> First off,
0: kudos to you. For dealing with a broken rib, I can't even stub my toe without, you know, going, man, oh, I'm down for the count, you know, <laughs> and I was like, kudos to you, good sir. Holy crap. I didn't even know you broke the rib. Yeah. I, like, we man, jeez, <laughs> geez. i sorry. You guys heard my door. That was my son. <laughs> he didn't realize we are recording uh but wow dude uh and and then we had like everything legitimately everything and anything that could possibly have ha- happened has happened on everybody's side here so thank you so much for re-recording this of course with us it's so i should be back yeah still... hopefully it's still fun oh I absolutely hope... uh i am still excited about your book which will be coming out uh, in, on the 24th on and it's yep. still still 24th. coming out until 24th okay good yep. we're still good there yep. um the wards of exile or the ward of exile yep and uh so before we get into the book let's redo your origin story here you know sure who
2: are who is corbin sir like what let's talk about the nerdy side of who oh, is absolutely corbin. so uh we're gonna go back a few decades here and uh uh, we're going to go back to, you know, and little, little dude, me, um, I was in the, in the boy scouts and uh, we used to go to the summer camp for you know, a week, 10 days every summer. And, you know, maybe I was like 10, 11 years old, maybe 12. And all these older kids were you know, sitting around the campfire and the, the picnic table at night with the lights on and staying up all hours of the night, you know, way past lights out. And they're rolling dice and they've got these books and I, I have no idea what they're doing. And of course I'm trying to like get in and, and be annoying and be like, wait, Hey, what, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And it's like all, oh, you know, 15, 16 year olds like, get out of here, but go shoo, Like, we don't want you around here. <laughs> uh, but through persistence and maybe, you know, sheer annoyance, um, I was introduced to the wonderful uh, tabletop role-playing game and uh, Uh, Dungeons and Dragons and we started playing and I started you know, getting involved and I was like wow this is really cool but I could make such a cool world and it was instantly like my thing was being a game master like I knew it from the very beginning I I played maybe one or two little you know um, like two or three session mini campaigns at at camp and I was like okay I've got to get my You know, teeth into this. So, you know, I find my way uh, to a little nerd shop and track down a dungeon master's guide and a monster manual and a player's handbook for myself. And I just devoured all of that information. And then over the next, uh, you know, however long I was started making, you know, my own campaigns and uh, then trying to play with all of these older kids. And it's like 11, 12 year old Corbin trying to tell 15, 16 year old kids that no, they can't have a, you know they can't have a dragon for a pet and like four or five <laughs> followers and things like that. And it was tough. It was, it was tough going, being a, a young, a real young dungeon master, trying to get the respect of these kids that had a few years older on me and, and everything like that. And uh, so it was a very steep learning curve. Um, and then over the years, Ever since then, you know, I've been making you know bigger, more elaborate worlds with more complex problems and uh, more deeper characters and uh, you know more interesting events and things like that. Um, and that kind of that kind of led towards the uh, eventual goal of, hey, you know, someday I might be able to turn this into you know, a proper a proper story. And uh, this one of the most recent campaigns that we did, um, it wound up you know, being a story that I had written. Uh, and I said, "Wow, I could really take this someplace." It's in in tabletop RPG format. It's not quite there, but I can bring you know a, a, a literary story into this and and, and kind of change up the plot some and change up the characters and really flesh out the world and and make a a, a novel worth reading um, that has. Uh, a message in it that people care about that have characters in it that people can care about and and that turned into you know okay i have the skeleton here let me just flesh it out um and so i did and it took me about a, a year to draft it and then probably another 6 months to do my few rounds of edits and then wear all the other hats the marketing and the, the cover design and illustrations and everything like that so
0: yeah i i was going to say i was going to ask that question you know wh- was your A campaign or a specific character or something that somebody created just like wow this would be really fun to evolve into something else like oh absolutely you you, because you create your own stuff you you, how because you started dming and you were like you went straight to the dm were you starting off running other people's stuff or the you know the pre-generated stuff or did you say you know what i have enough weird things going on in my head i think i can come up with something pretty crazy and cool
2: oh absolutely it was it was uh you know i went straight to the the drawing board and you know at first i like looked at a couple of the the pre-made campaigns and i was like yeah but what if what if i did this instead or what if i made this happen instead of that happen or what if this world was different like this or what if Mm. magic worked a little bit differently or you know what if these different items came through and um you know, they, they felt different or did different things. So uh, my first campaign was, was a homebrew campaign. I just, Good for you, I buddy. didn't, Good didn't for even you. just jumped right into it. <laughs>
0: um, so transitioning a little bit more towards your book, sure. uh, you know, you have written a lot of homebrews, you've written a lot of, you know, RPG stuff. Was it difficult to go from that
2: to writing your, your book? Uh, actually, yeah, it really. Was. Yes. Um, because you're writing for a different audience, you're speaking in different uh, from a different perspective from a different voice. Um, so rather than trying to uh, craft words in a story that uh, can be assisted by visuals on the game table or be assisted by emoting in front of a group of people. Um, trying to build a character that I can't sell with my own personal charisma in front of a, uh, a group of people. Mm. Uh, it, it was definitely, it wasn't something that was just like a one-to-one ratio. I kind of had to step back and relearn, uh, you know, how to communicate the things that I wanted to communicate effectively and, uh, kind of brush up on a different style of storytelling. But I found that incredibly interesting and I really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. Uh, now, you've been writing homebrews for a while yeah and this is this is your first book what was that momentous moment that made you want to go and say i have reached the pinnacle of my rpg writing skills i want to do something different
2: uh so a couple things um the first being that uh i'd always known that i was going to be a writer later in life i was like oh i'm going to be an old man i'm gonna you know be sitting in a rocking chair with you know a typewriter you know however far along in the future that is i'll have like a laptop and people will be doing who god knows what on what new technology and i'll be like i'm gonna write a book uh i've always known that was something that was in my future Mm. um but in 2020 uh 2021 actually uh we Uh, we lost my father and he had always been such a supporter of my creative works and my writing. And he'd always told me, um, you know, I can't wait to read a book that you write someday. And I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. And then I kind of realized after uh, he passed away, I was like, you can't, if you want to do it, you got to do it. You can't just say, Hey, I'll do it 30 years from now. Cause you know, you might not get the chance. The people who really want it to happen might not get the chance. So I was just like, OK, you know, right after you know Thanksgiving, I was just was like, I'm going to I'm going to start it. So I did. And then a year later, it was drafted and done. That's impressive.
0: Now, and your wife is very nerdy, too. Uh, she's yes, she a cosplayer um, and, and she was your biggest supporter. She was your number one cheerleader. Oh, yeah. But she was also your hardest critic
2: right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. First off I got nothing but extreme thanks for this woman. Uh, Sam has been like the best possible thing that could have happened for this book. It would not be done without her mm-hmm. uh, primarily for two reasons. Uh, number one, she kept on my butt to keep writing um, obviously in, in, you know, being a, that soundboard, being that uh, inspiration. Uh, but even bigger than that, this girl Read the book cover to cover out loud, line for line, so that I could edit it by listening to it. And say she'd be reading, reading, and then I'd say, stop. And then I'd go back and I'd change lines and I'd change words. And she did that not once, but twice out loud, cover to cover. I I, I hope you have something special
0: for her. Like (laughs) once this book launches, man, you owe her that's good. That's awesome.
2: Oh yeah, fantastic. So you know, she's she's amazing she's fantastic and she's not even done with it yet i don't know if she's a glutton for punishment or how lucky of a dude i am but uh hopefully later on this year we're going to be looking to release the audiobook version uh and she will be the one who's reading that really (laughs) wow good first off good for you congratulations
0: and god bless her my god man that is that you've
2: got a great one there that I I, way too lucky, (laughs) way too lucky. (laughs) I used it all. That's that's awesome. All right.
0: So talk to me, you know, I could read about this book and explain to our listeners what it is, but I I feel like no matter what I say, I'm not going to be doing it justice. This is your baby. This is your creation, sir. Sell me this book. What is it about?
2: All right. So I'll, I'll start by uh, giving you the, the terrible, uh, the terrible introduction, the terrible uh, synopsis of it, uh, if you were to describe a movie terribly or something like that. Uh, so this book is a uh, a indecisive train wreck of a character, accidentally gets all of her friends banished, and uh, accidentally destroys the legacy of her legendary predecessor. So a great start. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sounds like a D&D campaign. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, and, and yeah, we can talk about, you know, the, the plot and the characters and the events and stuff like that. It, but, uh, you know, that's synopsis stuff. But what is the book really about? You know, because those are two different questions. Mm. You, know? you have the what when, when you think of what's the book about, you expect the oh, you know, character goes to place and does X, Y, Z in order to, you know, resolve plot component. But uh, there, I kind of like to think of the book being a, about different things in um, the first of which is kind of more like uh, intention versus outcome. So the difference between, um, you know, whether you mean to do it and what actually happens, what matters because we, we love free, we love words and phrases, like it's the thought that counts, but when it comes to the real world, is it really? you know at your job is it the thought that counts if you lose the big client no no it's it's what happens uh but we love to say it and it it does have real world world meaning so we kind of in this book we explore that you know through um you know obviously our main character wants great things to happen and sometimes things do not go the way she hopes and intends them to uh and it kind of leaves you wondering is this character a good person like, is this character a well-intentioned person? And you want to say, yeah, absolutely. She's a well-intentioned person. She doesn't want bad things to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's outcome versus intention. You got to make that decision yourself. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say this book is about. Uh, the second thing that I would say this book is about is destiny and choice. You know, it's it's something that I think every person on this earth uh, eventually comes to question in the world around them. Am I in control of what happens to me? Or does somebody else make these calls? And I'm more or less a, an observer of my fate. And a lot of people might go one way. A lot of people might go another way. And I think a majority of people kind of find somewhere in the middle where it's maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And I think this book really kind of uh, explores that. Uh, because our main character needs to believe that she can change her fate. Our character needs to believe that in order to keep herself sane. But at the same time, she takes comfort when it doesn't go right. She takes comfort in the notion that, well, maybe it was supposed to go that way. Maybe that wasn't my call. So it's, it kind of explores that uh, human nature of we take comfort when it doesn't go right, but we want the agency and we need that agency. In order to lead meaningful lives. And, you know, thirdly, and most importantly, um, if I had to water this whole entire book down to one word, um, I would say that this book is about hope, but not necessarily hope in the way that you might think of it, because everybody loves the word hope. It's, you know, got glitter all over it. It's, you know, posted on road signs, and everybody loves the idea of hope. Um, But hope is hard. In real world, hope is sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes you don't have the hope that you need in order to get through the day when the world just kind of keeps coming at you and keeps doing things to you. You turn around and you say, damn, I just do not have it in me. I, I, I just don't feel it. And then what do you do? Well, I mean, there's people around you, there's your family, your friends, uh, unexpected strangers. And sometimes we get our hope from the people around us in order to keep ourselves going in order to find it within ourselves and really that's what this this book is about is finding courage to keep trying even when fate and destiny seem to be stacked against you all that's
0: that's that
1: i'm really excited to read this book actually (laughs) I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Abercrombie, his first Lost series, but there's a lot of morally great characters who want to be good, but they end up killing a dozen people the next day. And it's big politics and there's you know kings and queens, but then there's other people pulling the strings for them. And, yeah, it's kind of fighting, trying to go on despite their choices, despite the outcomes. And yeah. that clicks with everything I love about that book series. That's So I want this as soon as it comes out now.
0: Which is in a couple days. I, so That's right. I, let's let's I, before I we get to that part, I do have one question. I, I'm curious because you, you did start writing this book after, you know, the passing of your father and yeah. everything. And that, that was somewhat it, it was a major motivator.
2: So For sure. How much of you is in this book? Oh, I, tons. Absolutely tons. There's, uh, you know, I, I, I choose to, um, believe that, you know, most human beings have very similar experiences throughout their lives and, you know, they might happen at different times. We may have different viewpoints about them. We may have different, uh, feelings about the things that happen. but most, most people, um, wind up going through a majority of relatable experiences. And that's why, um, The arts are so prevalent as they are, because if everybody had different, such different experiences in life, then when people made art, nobody would get it. But there's so much art, there's so much uh, expression in this world that people relate to on so many fundamental levels. Uh, So in this book, um, there's a lot of my pain, there's a lot of my uh, anxiety, there's a lot of my uncertainty. But there's also a lot of my strength and a lot of my courage and a lot of my willingness to keep trying, even if things don't go my way, um, and a lot of my frustration and a lot of my joy. Um, and so there's there's a lot of, of personality that I would say came from within me that's put in here.
0: It's, it's, it's very commendable and very appreciative that you would allow such vulnerabilities to be exposed in a book Uh, and this is exciting for you because this is your first book. And, but this is the first of many books that you have going, not only in this series, but uh, am I allowed to spoil it a little bit for the listeners? Sure. Absolutely. You are expanding from this series into a sub series, if you will, you're going to have expansions of this, this universe that, that, that you are creating for
2: your, your book. Yes, absolutely. This is the first book in the first series. Uh, this is a, a first book in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are currently at least two uh, future trilogies planned uh, in this universe um, where people will be able to find uh, relatable theme setting uh, and some recurring uh, long-going plot points. Um, and then, you know, I have another series that i have planned that's a sci-fi series as well it's going to be later on down the road so that's oh, fun. yeah that's awesome so, so what i'm
0: hearing from this kevin is we need to get uh corbin and sam over to play some D so we can get in their books that's all I'm, that's what i'm hearing. absolutely i was thinking about sam
1: earlier with the the storytelling coming from DD. cuz when you when you gm a game you're not the storyteller the players tell your story yes and so it's a huge difference between deeming a game and writing a book. Yes. Sam, our storyteller for Vampire the Masquerade games, he's given us some, enough material alone to create a wonderful series of books. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, I think a, an incredible uh, storyteller GM can make that transition to writer because they they kind of do it anyway. it's just accumulating the material and changing the format so that it's readable versus playable.
0: Yes,
2: yep, exactly.
1: Uh,
0: so kudos to you. First off, uh so let's talk about the launch of this book because it's yeah it is happening at the at the time of this episode launch the next day. Yeah, uh, it'll be so, tomorrow. Yes, it'll be tomorrow. <laughs> and where are you doing this at? You know,
2: yeah, so uh the book launched, I'm so excited about it. Um it's gonna be held at the Southington Public Library in Connecticut uh at 6 p.m. for anybody uh who may be listening that's local. Um, and there's going to be a, some live readings. Uh, I'm going to talk about the writing process. Uh, I'm going to answer some questions, and then there's going to be a book signing. Um, and the the price of the book is going to be eighteen dollars, but we're going to be doing a uh, kind of a, a charitable thing where you can choose to pay twenty dollars at the event uh, for a copy of the book, and that two dollars I will match uh, for a total of four dollars, and that'll be going to a donation to the Southington Public Library with their uh, community. Um, for their community relations and everything like that. That's
0: awesome. Because first a off,
1: wonderful library, pay the 20 bucks people.
0: Absolutely. I, I I will absolutely be donating more than that to the Southington public library because one, first off, Molly is an angel and she does a ton of good things. And two, Southington's my hometown. And yeah. I, that library does so many fun things. Um, I, I know you couldn't make it, uh, but your lovely wife did uh, make made it to the 80s con, yes. uh, which was it was a huge setup. And we that was one of the things we were talking about, how we, we were busy doing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's so, a great
2: place. So those who can't make it, where can they find this book? So this book is currently available on both Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Uh, you can just search up the word of exiles um, and that it'll come up. Uh, you can also go to my website. Uh, CorbinKime.com. I'm on the social medias Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, if you're interested in sneak peeks, I've got a long, pretty running, long running series. We're at episode 14 of 23 of a sneak peek series on TikTok. Uh, and that's uh, TikTok.com slash at CorbinKime Books. Uh, and you can go there and check it out.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, we'll definitely put all the links in the episode and everything. Uh, Corbin, s- seriously, thank you so much for coming back on. To record your first appearance on the podcast, (laughs) Uh, seriously excited about this book, like legitimately, the art, the the just the 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 concept of the book, and the blood, sweat, and tears, and the passion, knowing that you have been putting this, and that to know that you are a a nerd of many decades, oh, and and you're getting to live your dream here and create this really fun and enjoyable concept. thank you so much for being on the show. I uh, thank uh, you so
2: much for having me twice. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yes. Great. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, uh, definitely have to have you on again. Uh, I will be doing my hardest to get over there to come see you and, and come check out this book and definitely be picking up my copy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with, with, without further ado, dude, this this guy is amazing. Go out there, go check him out, go buy this book, uh, which comes out tomorrow. And yeah, support our fellow nerds. Uh, before I let you go, though, actually, before I let you go, I always ask this question to all my firsties. Uh, you you have been a nerd your whole life. Uh, yes. We grew up nerdy. Absolutely, uh, it, it, we grew up in nerd culture where that you know it was really hard when we were a kid, and now we live in the golden age of nerddom. Yes, we do. What are your concepts like?
2: What's your thoughts on that? Oh man, it's it's a double edged sword, and you know, like you said. Growing up a few decades ago, trying to get your hands on a Dungeons and Dragons book, you were putting a target on your back. Like it was okay to play Dungeons and Dragons at Boy Scout camp. Okay. (laughs) If you got back to school and you started talking about, you know, playing campaigns and playing Dungeons and Dragons when you're like a freshman in high school and you're trying to talk to these juniors and seniors about it, they're like, dude, get the hell away from me What <laughs> is your problem. Uh, and so, you know, it was a little bit less accessible. It was a little, uh, it was definitely something that was not mainstream. Um, and today, you know, we have uh, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, movie that just came out. Uh, Baldur's gate just came out a couple weeks ago and that's taken the world by storm. And it's like, I love to see it. I absolutely love to see it. And then I walk into target and I see the player's handbook on the shelf at target. And I'm like, I, I, that, that kind of feels weird to me. Uh, (laughs) and you know, but I think ultimately it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good Mm. thing for creativity. I think it's a good thing, um, for people to be able to access, uh, this culture that has brought me so much joy and so much fulfillment while growing up, it would have been very, very easy for me to have never been exposed to it. Um, true, and I think it's, you know, yeah, it's sometimes it feels a little weird, uh, from our perspective, but I think in the long term, I think it's a good thing for all of us.
0: Awesome. Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the, the wonderful, the amazing, and the ever so creative Corbin Kime. uh, sorry. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm going to say this one more time. Go get his book. Seriously, go support this guy. um, Thank you. And definitely, if you can go out there on Southington tomorrow and go get your signed copy
2: and support the Southington Public Library. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Thank you, Kevin. It's been awesome. And I'll definitely be back on soon. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Take care.
0: All right. We're back, guys. So that was a great interview. I absolutely had a great time talking to him. Uh he's a really really nice guy. Uh he's I love that his his, his wife is is nerdy too. Uh my wife my wife for uh, not does yours she, I mean we played D&D for your birthday. She played D&D for your birthday. Like how nerdy she is. is she is supportive. She uh-huh. is not nerdy.
1: I wouldn't call her nerdy. No. No, she she likes Harry Potter. She enjoys the fantasy genre, but she's not like super into it.
0: Okay. Oh, do do you have you gone to the Cloak and Wand? I know Thomas was just there.
1: No, and I haven't told her about it yet.
0: Oh my God. I did an episode. I interviewed them. I said, be quiet
1: or she's going to make me go like immediately. And it's east, it's not west. So it's going to add a (laughs) while. You're going to have to go to to Mystic,
0: which is a solid hour. That's an hour and 15 minutes.
1: It's on the list. When the kids are healthy, we got a nice day. It's on the list. <laughs> when the
0: kids are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's a like... long
1: list. <laughs> a lot of dot, dot, dots on it.
0: <laughs> but no, like, they have, the people that own them, and like I said, I, I interviewed some of their staff, uh, we talked about it, and I've gone over there, and great people. Uh, they own a, a spooky bookstore. They have um, a tea shop, Alice in Wonderland tea shop, and they have now. They have an anime store, and they and they also have another cloak and wand. Is it? I think it's in Pennsylvania. Um, maybe I'll drive by it. That you, you maybe. Uh, but it's the fact that they're making mystic nerdy because it is super super cool. I, I love that. I like that the that the world has opened up to a lot of nerd culture and is expanding. Uh to the point actually uh my mom hit me up because she's 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 uh utilizing my nerd skills as a DL to run a who done it murder thing for her church right and she wants me to write up this whole use all my elaborate skills to do this like who done it kind of thing right and her pastor priest uh, is, um what is very she, she she's not nerdy but she's likes nerd culture she wants to do dnd and stuff like that and she grew up in lake geneva uh which is uh where dungeons and dragons was founded uh and she uh i think she knew the the, the gary gygax dnd crew and actually knew knows one of the guys that uh, was the original players for Dungeons and Dragons, and that's possibly, an insane series of connections. I it really is. It is is a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. But the thing is, she she said that like we I might even be able to get to talk to this guy, and that blows my mind because my first question is that is going to be at any point in your life playing this game did you think it would turn into what it is now? Because quite literally, the the, the, the new D&D movie. Like, I I can't imagine me coming up with something and then 30, no, 50 (laughs) years down the line because it came in like the 1970s. Timeless. Like, can you imagine if there's a DNA multi-million dollar movie fifty years from now
1: even on the list
0: <laughs> it's on the bucket list just <laughs> just two dudes sitting in their basements in their house on their computers and talking about how their kids are always sick
1: this is a game it's a
0: podcast simulator <laughs> for dads for dads um no but like the, the my whole reason was is like it, it's cool that for this whole tangent that we just went on uh originally going back to it was uh i love the fact that his wife is super nerdy and cosplays and does all this stuff and very supportive and very much read the role of his book again and again and again and was critiquing him and you know my wife is like a cheerleader for my nerd culture stuff like she's she tries to do some stuff she's mocked me in a game of D&D she'd play some 40k here and there but most of the time she just makes us desserts like she's the D&D mom like how many times is like like every time you come over to play D&D or one of our it's
1: games. wildly go over it's not your D&D it's not me version. It's, <laughs> it's the brownies and the cookies
0: that she makes Ooh, those s'mores brownies oh, oh my they were god good. so good I hope she listens to this episode just so she can hear how much we love though um, and, and talk crap about our kids yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
0: but so, kind of wrapping up this episode though, um, we're gonna get this episode out. I'm not exactly sure when the next episode's going to be. Honestly, I think we should just do one with you, me, and Thomas talking about Baldur's Gate and how much fun that game has been.
1: We're gonna try it's on again the list,
0: yeah. But we're you're gonna, gonna be on vacation,
1: yeah. So, at least a week. Probably within the next month.
0: <laughs> but and I'm uh, terrible at the game. You're, you're I'm just going to call out Thomas now. He leaves you.
1: He, he leaves us. I need some serious handholding.
0: <laughs> he just goes off and does his thing. But the best part is, I feel like when we played, that's actually how it's going to be. If like we were actual adventurers in D and D, Thomas is just runs off and does his own thing. You're just going around looting and hoarding everything. I want I'm the, actually I want sitting there the trying, things. like, and I'm sitting there actually trying to do a mission and like handle everybody, like, hey, talking Thomas, to people, role playing. <laughs> but you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as I said earlier in the episode, we have a lot going on. The episodes are going to be a little more sporadic. My goal is to try to get an episode out every other week. Right now. Um, Eventually, I think I'm just it, it's we're gonna I think we're gonna call season four early or in and end season three so it just like gets a proper flow. Uh what season is this? This is season three. We are on three. season okay. three. Yeah. Is this the um, finale? No, I don't think this is the finale. Okay, I think good, we can get good, a couple good. more in before the finale. Typically right. we end in October. So it's a little early. Um uh, however, I just want to make sure we do this proper and we do this good for you guys and let you know and understand why it's been taking so long in between because we have been extremely busy and we're trying to bring a lot more content for you guys and considering it's three guys who do this from our homes while also working actively and trying to be active in our communities and help spread the the TLC that is nerd culture
1: and raise uh, the children
0: and raise the children raising the next generation of nerd except for my son Isaac who I'm getting a Rawlings T-ball bat because that kid can freaking knock them into the air, dude. He hit one up into the tree. I was like, "What?" it's Not a big was, tree, but he's a
1: small child, so the scale is is very yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like my three year old hit a softball into a tree, like, and not even no, the, the big tree outside of my backyard. He hit it up yeah. into like the the mid top half of it. Did you get that? No? So that's huh? Yeah, Did it you? fell down eventually. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was just like, "What?" And then. Like, he hit my wife in the face, too, That which was funny. But that was know. with a softer ball.
1: God. Um, and what do you people in their nation want to hear us talk absolutely. about? Absolutely. Yeah, Our that's a great kids, question. Things we play, things we see go to. And we're going to do it all anyway, yeah. despite what you want. But <laughs> if you want something particular, if we hear it, if you're loud enough, we can focus on that. Absolutely.
0: So I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. I know we've been kind of like on a weird tangent and then there's the interview in the in between, but that's all good. That's kind of what we do. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod or on our webpage, nerddnapod.com. Uh, I'm your host, occasionally, uh, Steve Pugh. I have been joined with my just ever so dadding friend uh comrade in nerd culture kevin sir bobbins uh
2: kevin
0: so tired thank you. <laughs> i'm tired kevin thank you so much for being on the show tonight and thank, thank you, for, you for spending this time and i hope your family feels better and hey dude enjoy michigan uh Thanks. have fun good sir so thank you and good night bye